We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Anora Boys in the building, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. You have to drink responsibly. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audio edibles each and every day. And then YouTube, subscribe, share, hit the like button, hit the notification bell. You know we're gonna give it to you straight, no chaser. Woo, that might be another T-shirt with the Anora uh, shot glass, straight, no chaser. Woo, audio edibles each and every day. Lucky Lucky Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know we spin it different. Don't forget the YouTube store. Go to our YouTube videos. Our merchandise is right there underneath each and every video, man. We thank you for guys locking in. We're getting tons of views. Hopefully, the sales are going to pick up. Just like, you know, when we first started out left, people were viewing, but they weren't subscribing. Right, right. We got to convert them. And now, now we're poor KD, still building. It's because of L That's Nation and Notre Dame. That's all, man. We keep grinding out all of this great content. Speaking of great content, last night at about 11 o'clock Eastern, our Patreon page, Lucky Lefty Network. You can go find it on Patreon right now. We only have one tier right now for $10 a month. Wait a minute. Listen to this. For $10 a month, if you sign up, you get exclusive interviews with college football stars, NFL stars, one-on-ones with Malik, Notre Dame players, practice reports with me right after practice, video. You don't have to wait for it to come out in the written version. I might start writing a little bit on LuckyLuckyPod.com. But we're going to give you all of this great content and chemistry, the podcast. Chemistry, the podcast. See how we did that? Dan McDaniels, once a week on our Patreon page, is going to be putting out content that blends sports, life, and sports medicine. 
I'm telling you, the chemistry, dude. When I hit, when I text Cam the title, he was like, "Yo, you came up with that." I'm like, "That's what I do. I'm podcast PG, baby. That's right. That's what I do. I throw the oops." So Cam's gonna be putting out a show. Who knows? His, dude, his list of guests, who he gets former Notre Dame players. Man, people in medicine and field that he works in. He might even get Lauren Landau to come on the show. You never know. Never know. Cam has that pool. And then we're gonna do Three's Company. You know what I mean? That's gonna be the weekly show with myself, Malik. And Ken Gibbs from Locked On ACC and Locked On College Football Live because our shows are wild. You never know what we're going to talk about. We could get into politics. We could stick in sports. A lot of different things, man. So go to Patreon. You're going to have shows that post weekly. You might petty train because we really don't put the petty train on our audio downloads on CFB Nation. So petty train each and every day. Is going to end up being on our Patreon. So you can get the Patreon every day. And then weekly, you get all types of exclusive interviews and shows over at Patreon, Lucky Lefty Network. Go check it out right now. Just $10 a month. You subscribe. You get all of that access. Literally, we're giving you three shows. Basically. We three shows. Network. Three That's shows. Cool. Yes. Yeah, three different shows, man. Just for ten dollars a month. That's not so, you watch hey. more shows on Hulu and Netflix. Hey, you never know, man. Podcast PG. That chemistry was cold. Boy. When I when I when it hit me in the head, I was like, because you know you're on that science, you know you're gonna be dropping that, that science fact. That that metaphysical facts i hit Cam with that it was like magic you know when he was talking about uh the dream team documentary he was talking about <laughs> you know what i'm saying that was, that no look yeah 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 we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, it's Friday, love. It's Friday. You already know, man. What's up? What's smoking brought to you by Fashion Geek, man. AlonzoJackson.com, Fashion Geek. We run the city. 
Yo. You know the reports that were out, man. Everybody had concerns about Riley Leonard. We had Cam McDaniel on yesterday talking about the procedure that he had, uh, what to look for, the impact probably moving forward, things of that nature. He gave both sides of the equation without really knowing everything because all of the news starting today, media availability player starts this afternoon. Riley Leonard might either Riley Leonard is on the schedule for today or he's on the schedule for Monday. Yep. I have to look at the email. But early petty training. And I'm gonna punch the ticket of Rob Hunt and who both of you guys, uh Cam and, and Malik both spoke glowingly about Rob Hunt and how he impacted them during their time in Notre Dame mentally, you know, getting them through their various injuries. And Rob Hunt was the one that vehemently came out and denied the initial reports about Riley Leonard and his injury and this surgery and everything. And he would be out missing the winter practices, missing spring and all of that stuff. And behind that, Notre Dame put this out left on yesterday from their uh, Twitter X page. And uh, I would like to nominate Notre Dame for early participant for petty train and left tell me what you see what what does that look like left what does that look like what 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 wait a minute that's probably leonard right it's probably leonard in shorts wearing sneakers yeah look look healthy to me i see see yeah definition back there in, in yeah. the okay we got we got some guys that, that, look, that look like the part now yeah, See, he's coming out of high school. He got that Lance Armstrong body. <laughs> you know, wait a got, minute. He got the cyclist body. That cyclist. No, no, no. Bronze. If you got, if you got a, a a cut where your quads are, but you're not huge, yeah, you got that cyclist body. You you really in shape. But Riley, you know, Riley looked like that ankle is holding some weight on there. Uh, yeah, because you know, certain reports saying it was non-weight bearing, like you know, he wouldn't be able to put a lot on it. And even Cam said coming off that procedure, he's going to build up how much he can do, right? How yeah, much weight he can put on the ankle. So it's right definitely. now they're doing the medicine ball. Is this is this the exercise where they're throwing the throwing the weight? Uh, I mean a, a medicine ball up against the wall. Yeah, you get your 20 ball slams each side. Uh you know, just the core stability work, you know, plyometrics try to make you you're stronger, but you need to put some some weight on that iron. TJ mm. so, you know, Carr put some weight on that thing now. Now, Riley. Riley's a big dude. That's a big dude. See. What is he, uh, six, three, six, two? I think Riley's listed about six four two twenty. You said six four. Yeah, six three, six four, two twenty. I, I mean, but hey. You know, you know. That. no 6'4 now. I mean, you know, we'll see. I, I haven't seen 6'4 running around much, though. Because Desmond He's a Ritter, big dude. Desmond He's a Ritter big son. Yeah, they got him to lift it at 6'4, my, my friend. Mm. Yeah, 6'4, 220. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll find out. He looked as, the they stay, as they stay down south, he's a big one. 
So this is why everything confused me, love. Dude, this was yesterday. This was yesterday. Notre Dame put this out yesterday. After all the reports, Notre Dame was like, "Okay, bet I got." Because he don't, he don't even got a cast. He don't got no ankle brace support. He don't. It looked like he just got a sock right there. So, if you're injured in any aspect, you would think, "Okay, let me tape it up or something." Maybe it's taped up. You know, Rob does a good shape tape job. But if anything, he looked pretty strong right here. Now, I think I'm sure he'll address more in his press tomorrow about maybe he feels better progressively. But, you know, it's probably some stuff he probably couldn't go 100 percent in right now, which is, you know, you can't win a championship today. However, being around a team is important. I think that was the best thing the picture showed that he's around the team. He's not just, you know, one off with another doctor or just stuck in the training room trying to get healthy. Right. You know. Offensive time, he's with the offensive guys as much as he can, and you know that's all that matters at this point. Conditioning, you know, conditioning mat drills when they come up. Obviously, you want to be a lead in that, but if you hurt, I'm just saying that's the start of where you kind of build your rapport with the guys. Yeah. How you go yourself in the weight room when we get the after after uh, lifting conditioning, how you attack that when we have mat drills at three or four in the morning. Are you up and at it, or are you just in the back? So yeah. those are the things when we talk about chemistry, I would love Riley Leonard to be there because that's that's where you kind of get that, okay, he might be a dude. Because ain't no footballs out there now. But just from a tenacity, intensity standpoint, how you, mm-hmm. you know, work in your group, that's being paid attention to. And I think uh, that's a great example. He's with the, the younger QBs. You know, that's an opportunity to kind of ingratiate yourself because those CJ might be the guy for him that sees something different in the film each week. Right? That mm-hmm. helps Riley do certain things throughout the week. You know, whether it be in individual drills, he helps, you know, it's it's a relationship that you're building, you know. So I think for Riley, a picture like that is it says a thousand words. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's the most important thing that you pointed out, like you weren't really worried about the injury. You were worried about building chemistry, being around the team, you know, walking into the leadership and all of the things that lead to that aura that you and Cam talked about going into that 2015 season where you all felt like, okay, it starts before fall camp. You start feeling like we're a championship team early in the spring. Yeah, because a practice setting is only the confirmation. You know, once you get that feeling, okay, he might be a dude. He flashes. He always, you know, in the front. It's, that that's helpful because when you get into football activities and stuff. You know, it's very organized and direct. You know, coaches got their guys. They want in there, this and that. But you know who's that dog because you've been working all the way up to that point. So if Riley Leonard was to just show up second week of spring ball or whatever the case, not heavily involved, it would be a lot different feeling for him on the team. We're not talking about the coaches. We're talking about on the team than it will be as he's in there right now with CJ working out. That's that's good. That's good to see. I want to see where Kenny at. Maybe Kenny got done early, throwing or something on the field. You know, him and Steve, they probably already getting after it. So that's good to see. Man, so Notre Dame fans feel very excited, man. Probably Leonard looks okay. Kudos. Well played, Notre Dame football. 
on your social media page pro job of the century punch your ticket to the petty train super petty you don't have to worry about who's reporting this who's reporting that the proof is in the pudding you got the picture and at about 1 15 p.m eastern time Riley Leonard's going to step up to the podium for the first time in Notre Dame. And you can get all the information you need to get from him at that point in time. Lucky Lefty Podcast. And I learned that it's Lauren Lando, not Lauren Landau. That is the correct pronunciation. Lauren Lando. So I might put like a, a, a Lauren with a picture of that cat Lando Calabricio from Star Wars. Played by Billy D. Williams next to it. That's Lauren right. Lando. See, man, my you get my wheel spinning, bro, from a creativity standpoint. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Now we go to the next topic that's hot. We mentioned it as it broke yesterday. Chad Bowden stays at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame fans all over the world were really worried about the fact that the school up north came after Chad Bowden and from multiple reports, man, offered him a considerably imp- man, an impressive financial package and the position as general manager. Steps up. And I talked about it a couple of days ago, not knowing the particulars, that I'm pretty sure that's what they had to do to entice him. Um, according to reports, there were times where it seemed like, yo, he was going to be out the door. And we talked about this. You cannot, you cannot say, as Malik says constantly, winning is something you have to choose as a school. And if you don't choose winning, you're not going to win. Letting Chad Bowden walk out the door would be an example of Notre Dame not choosing to win. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I can tell you, talking to these kids, other than Marcus Freeman, there's one person they talk about. They don't talk about their position. You'll have guys like defensive backs mention Mike Mickens. You'll have linebackers mention Max Bullock or Al Golden. You'll have running backs mention Dela McCullough. Most of the guys would mention Marcus Freeman. Every recruit, every single recruit in their ear. Every single recruit mentions Chad Bowden. Okay. Without fail. That is his value. And left, like you say all the time. Like you know me, left. I don't believe every player in the NBA should get max money. But the market is the market, right? It's a market. Market is the market. Notre Dame, market is the market. Michigan, in their offer, told you the market for someone who has the talents and giftings of Chad Bowden. That's the market. No sense of complaining about it. No sense of having multiple board meetings. Like, yo, that's the market. That's his value. If, if Michigan, the national champion program, lists his value at that amount, then guess what? You have to do what you got to do. Yeah. Pay that man his money. And it seems like Notre Dame stepped up in multiple ways in this situation left. 
And yeah. it seems like they continue to choose winning, which is a good sign. Especially in the front office, you know, having that GM, that main recruiter type of guy like Chad is, the keeping that office intact is a great step into retention. And when you're in the recruiting world, to have your front office change on a year-to-year basis or on a drastic level, that's a huge impact when we talk about the dysfunction and disorganization from top down. It starts in the recruiting office. Losing a guy like Chad Bowen really affects Marcus Freeman more than anybody because behind the the Marcus Freeman brand is a Chad Bowen who's the right hand but maybe not as talked about and the impact it has on recruiting. So to retain that is just the same as retaining a strong strength and conditioning coordinator. It's like as a head coach, you just need to have those as staples. You need to have your recruiting office right, and you need to have that strength and conditioning coach right. Everything else can be interchanged. You can get a new offense coordinator. You can get a new you know, defense coordinator, that whole thing. But those two got to be staples because that's what you fall back on. That's what is a 24-hour uh, uh, a day job, but also is why your salary is so high because of development and recruiting. You only coach 12 games, 13 games out of the year. That's 12 days out of 365 days. All the other days is recruiting and development. So if you're recruitment and development in there, Chad Bourne and, and our new strength guy that you trust, it's hard to build anything. And I think Brian Kelly understood that he's always had some of the same office people around. Maybe the coaches change, but the office people have been the same. Some are still there. Some are still there. They blow yeah. There, so for him to be able to uh, have that as a staple, I think it shows a maturity process, and and it also shows that Marcus Freeman has a good relationship with Chad enough to where he's like, hey, he had to put a word in. We can't let him just walk out the door. Yeah, other coaches, Tommy and all these guys. Okay, we get that. For him, we're gonna have to fight a little hard. We're gonna give up the money if we need to. So Chad Bowden, look. You had to keep him in place, especially with the number one recruiting classes in all platforms right now. I think number three on one of the platforms. And trending for, dude, I think six, at least minimum, six of the players that were at junior day most likely end up in the class for Notre Dame. I think dominoes are going to start falling the month of February going into March. You're going to see like another wave of probably six to eight kids which would put Notre Dame at like, look, man, 22. By the blue and gold game, left. I kid you not. It is very possible. I'm talking about extremely possible. High odds that Notre Dame could have 22 kids in their class by the blue and gold game, left. That's bananas. You're on mute, bro. By the blue and gold game, you know, usually you get 22 by the end of the. Well, they're going to end up with 25, 26 in the class. That's what I'm saying. By the end of the class. you Now, gonna... when I, I'm giving you the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you the floor. I'm giving you the ceiling. If everything goes right, they can have 22 kids. I'll put the floor at 18. No, that we that we get signed. Committed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I can agree with that. Committed. And I think that's that's a good 18, too, because, you know, that's a whole year on building on a relationship and a connection. You want those guys to come in as 
uh, acclimated as possible. And if you get these guys committed before the spring game, or at least, you know, close to it, that's a whole season of almost treating these kids as a, a off campus student. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything, but you can come across with certain information as, Hey, you just a, a rookie that's not here. Yeah. And I think that chemistry you develop is what makes these class coming in so ready to go. Hmm. If you had a whole year of working on these dudes that you bringing in, you already working on dudes. And that's right. That's that's down the line. So if you're working on these guys as they coming in, there's no um, curve that you had to take. Oh, these guys just stepping right in, ready to go. A Ben Morrison. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we like what he's doing. We just want to see if he can keep up with the schedule, just that the third comes in, makes a huge impact early on when he's called on. You know, so I think having guys ready, not only when they get there, but coming in in, in, in certain aspects, I think it's just, it's really good to see a, a, a a very stable and consistent effort in that recruiting office. You don't see patches where you're wondering, well, who's, who's coming to campus. No, we got junior day set up. We got, <laughs> we got recruits coming all year round. So I think that Marcus Freeman is taking the right steps in building something that he can rely on. And that's what it's about. He can trust this stuff that he's working on and these processes building up into the season where before he had to handle everything on the fly. Oh, I got to do this on the fly. Oh, I got to respond to this on the fly. Yeah. Now this is, okay, we we handled that last year. This is this is growing on that foundation. Oh, you got your defensive coordinator. We're growing on that foundation. We're in a good space. Oh, we got an offensive coordinator we need to replace. Cool. We got one that just had a Heisman candidate and Heisman winner. I like where this is going. And he was already here before. That's a double plus. Double, triple plus. He already know where he got to live. He know his office, know the area, know everything. That's different than having a guy that's good, but he ain't never been to South Bend. Right. So I think that 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 balances out a lot better for a guy like uh, Marcus Freeman having Denbrock come in. But then it just fits into the total aspect of what Marcus Freeman is building. And it's something to be excited about. Lucky Lucky Podcast. On top of that, you know, Jason Smith put this in the chat. Shout out to you, Jason Smith, as always, for you know, checking in with us. It's a great relationship that Marcus Freeman and Chad Bolden have, a great level of respect. And you can tell they work well with each other. But you're only as loyal as your options, love. Mm. So that relationship only goes so far, bro. Because Chad Bolden, everybody thinks about themselves. And so you see, and especially when it comes to business, left if we make a deal and I'm trying to sell you something, it's your job to get me to hand it to you at the lowest price. Right. And it's my job to get you to purchase it from at me price. at the highest price I can get for it. Period. At the end of the day, Chad Bowden had to remove his love for Notre Dame, his love for players, and he had to think about himself. He had to think about his next moves in life. What do I want to be in five years? 
what's going to allow me to get there in five years? Is it going to be the general manager position at Michigan coming off a national championship? And ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy that it was Sharon Moore making the offer and not Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100. It was Sharon Moore making the offer to Chad Bowden. If it had been Jim Harbaugh, it might have gotten a little bit dicier. That cat Jim Harbaugh might have told them, I don't know if Sharon Moore has the pull to say, hey, we need to up the up the offer. I think Sharon Moore made the all best offer Michigan could make and sat back and waited to see what Notre Dame was going to do. Jim Harbaugh coming off a national championship might have had enough gravitas to go to the powers that be and say, hey, whatever it takes, make it happen. Not if he was leaving, though. No, no, I'm saying if he was still there. Oh, yeah. I mean, and was, was and was the head coach making the offer instead of Sharon Moore? It might have been a little bit dicier. Oh, yeah. Of time. Yeah. Yeah. So that might have been a blessing in disguise for this situation. But yeah, you're only as loyal as your options. You're only as loyal as your options. And I think I'm so happy to see that Notre Dame didn't play the. Well, man, don't you love us? We're Notre Dame. This is a special place. No, man, this is business. This All of that is fine and dandy. Yes, he loves Notre Dame. Yes, he has a great relationship with Marcus, personal and working. But we're, we're at the negotiation table right now. <laughs> That's where we're at. What's up? So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing whether or not he has been elevated. But I have heard this. This is another great thing. The beautiful thing about Chad Bowden in this situation is that, of course, there was leverage for financial gain. There was leverage for possibly possibly elevation from a title standpoint. But according to reports, Chad Bowden used this to also expand possible budget for recruiting and possible positions for recruiting. Like Meaning, hiring more positions? Yes. Yeah, like, Alabama I, has like a recruit staff of like 90 people, isn't it? Or something like Alabama that Saban had consultants that had consultants that had assistants. Still do. Yeah, he had like a it was some and, and it's funny because you go into <laughs> you go into the Google right now, you go to the recruiting office, it looked like an office room. It's not that it's not as is it's like you know, they got their stations set up, but it's not no uh-huh. wing of the building or floor of the building. It's like Oh, it's just that hallway, and it's to a couple glass windows. And let me maybe. for you as an athlete, <laughs> what would be the upgrade if you had to change anything? The football outside football fields, the indoor practice facility that is used by pretty much every athletic team. I know the soccer team works in there softball works in there baseball works in there like they're on the schedule it's not just strictly for the football team then you have the outdoor football field you have the baseball stadium connected to that the lacrosse field connected to that but then like you said you walk in the goo that's something that in my opinion should immediately be upgraded like that's your office for notre dame football wait what part of the goo i think the offices Oh, I mean, I, I, I think all of that needs to be upgraded, expand. Absolutely. It's clean. I think if you're going. For oh, it's absolutely I mean, clean. It's like, I mean, you know, 
I'm sure you can add a bunch of bells and whistles, but I mean, it's just a very traditional, like you got your office is a forward and then you got a couple pictures and maybe I haven't seen other offices uh, but the ones at Florida even were just very – now, Florida upgraded everything they, from when I was there. They got a whole new facility, Google building, way different because what we had was in the stadium. And, you know, the stadium is about 200 years old, so they have built a separate whole academy essentially, which is cool. And then for Notre Dame, I think we were probably one of the first to have a Google type of setup where it was just just the football building with the office and everything in it. Upgrading it would mean what? Just (laughs) making it higher of a building? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, the indoor facility, is, in my opinion, the indoor practice facility is on par. Unless you just want to get... Yeah, the indoor, that's state-of-the-art. If you want to give Notre Dame football their own stadium that they don't have to... I mean, own practice facility that they don't have to share, okay. But they don't share that indoor, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baseball practicing in there at times. Lacrosse will practice in there. Softball practice in there. In the stadium? I mean, in the, in the, in the, in the, Dude, it's, it's snowing in the winter in South Bend, my brother. I know, but I thought they used the old lofties. They used both. Cause that's where, that's the, that's where the problem was. We had yeah. to compete with intramural sports. Yeah. Because it was only one loftiest. Now we yeah. got a whole. I thought that was strictly football. That's not. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying it's you know something that football struggles to get their time. I'm just saying other teams when they have to pr- practice indoors, like lacrosse across the street. So soccer and lacrosse the majority of the time. Soccer and lacrosse the majority of the time will play in inclement weather or practice in inclement weather because right. they play games in cold weather. Right. But there are times where, you know, they go inside to practice. I'm glad that they did right by the basketball teams and turn that student gym, Rolfs, into his own whole basketball. I mean, it made sense. They got the the pit. It's got all type. Yeah, it's lit. I like how they made that specifically for basketball and nobody else, which is what I thought the goo. I mean, the, the indoor. What is the indoor called? I don't even know what the indoor is called. Mm-hmm. Is it what it doesn't? It just I don't know the official name myself. That's crazy that I don't know that. But Cata Corner to the new facility is the basketball place where it's all basketball, which I really like how they did that because they already had a weight room, they had all the courts, it was just really nicely done. Yeah, so for football and the Google itself, I mean, in terms of amenities. It's you know know what I don't know what we had a walk-in sauna. Well, you have to be there. To understand that there is difficulty in what people ask Notre Dame to do with the facilities because Notre Dame wants everything to be integrated to the campus. Right. That's what I'm like. Right. Yeah. Like I'll get University of Illinois. Like all the athletic facilities are connected to like Memorial Stadium, the offices over there. But you know how far that is from the campus? Exactly. You that literally is- have to take a bus to the athletic facilities, That's right? Exactly which is why they life. put that. Which is why they put all of the athletes in the same dorms yep. Yep. that are the closest to the stadium, yeah. Right, which is the furthest dorms, which from are camp- the furthest dorms from campus, right? So, because Ohio, that's what you gotta, like you said, you got a bus. It's a whole 
all the way. Like campus is here. Mm-hmm. The Ohio State football stuff is off campus. It's like not even you're not walking the class from there. Yeah. You're like even so, it is interesting to see how Notre Dame would never do that. Notre Dame would never bust Notre Dame athletes downtown South Bend to a new facility. It would just never because <laughs> it would ruin the whole student experience. Oh, we yeah. Class, walk if in. you're an athlete at the University of Illinois, unless it's just beautiful weather, you're taking the eight or the bus. You're taking the eight orchard or the 22 Alina. Yeah, the fact that I know the bus routes. Yes, I know the bus routes. The 22 Alina that's where from the, the six pack where the football and basketball players stay. Absolutely. That's where all the mopeds and nice cars come in because these facilities are not a part of campus. Like you almost have to go off campus to be a student athlete with some of these football programs because one, they got the space to do everything they want with it. But two, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Like when it's football time at these schools, it's football time. You want a different part of campus, like, you know, you know, running from class and trying to make it practice time. No, no, no. That's what you do at Notre Dame. You know, you can run from class and make it the lift because you got, it's a, it's a 10 minute run. It's right there on campus. Ohio State, you miss practice. I got to catch a ride. The bus, I missed the bus. It's over with. It's over yeah. with. So I do think that the because Notre Dame is just too traditional. That's what makes yeah. it special, though, right? I mean, everything is there. And that sense. is the difficulty in that area. It's not a lot of land. Exactly. So what would they do? Like, get rid of those? I mean. They already knocked they down all the stuff behind the goo for the parking lot. So what would they do now? Get rid of the tennis courts right there. Yeah, the tennis court, the old and and, and, and move move where the tennis team would practice. I mean, because the tennis facility is nice. Yeah, like, it's not no no whack place. Like the tennis facility is pretty legit, and that's and you know it's so funny because you never go in there as a football player enough, but it's pretty big too. Like <laughs> when you. We were riding past the goo. That tennis building is 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 all the way down there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's I don't know logistically. Now it's funny that they find it hard to do that, but they don't find it hard to build everything on campus outside of sports. They'll even go up. Well, be, you know that's that's money, love. They be plotting that's buildings money. just in random patches of grass around the campus, and just let me tell you something, place. bro. They just patch. They just put a. You like that's a nice, just standalone as, building. As we walk, as we walk to the stadium for the Ohio State game, <laughs> the atmosphere around Edie Street and, and the Commons, bro, it's just was, like was bananas. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is. It was there were Ohio State fans, Notre Dame fans, townies, F. I was like, yo, this is the townies this is dope. funny. Cause I'm like, y'all, I got all the gear. When did the townies become the note the biggest Notre Dame fan? They had all the gear, all the stuff hey, right to the game. That ain't right. towards the game. Y'all just right. in the area, just in the comments. Just <laughs> so I'm like, Notre Dame done. Marcus Freeman effect done got the townies like in Notre Dame. They ain't never been to a game, seen a game, whatever. So I do think that uh the because they're building up so much. With the Eddie Street Commons and the all oh, it's the Eddie, my fault. I want to make sure I say it correctly. The Eddie Street, all the, the attachments Commons. included. It's really like a, a a complex for for Notre Dame. All they need to add is like a, a couple bars and nightclubs, and then you got a city. Like you know how Columbus, yeah, downtown Columbus. 
Yeah. And then there's Ohio State. Ohio State, you would think is the downtown city. Mm. They're like, no, no, this this is the this is the campus. Downtown's like 10 minutes that way. But you but riding into Columbus, you're like, oh, this is this is Columbus, Ohio. No, no, no. Ohio State is just looks like a city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the actual downtown is like 10 minutes where it doesn't like Ohio State looks more like the Columbus downtown than Columbus downtown. Yeah. Which is what Notre Dame's turning into. It's turning into like, oh, this isn't South Bend. This is Notre Dame part with all the structures right. and living and in the grocery store right behind the street. Like it's funny how they got the stuff, like they got the liquor store right there, the giant grocery store, and then it's like Eddie Street. How does it all fit in these? <laughs> they make it fit, you know, Notre Dame special. And acquired other land recently. Oh, you know, yes. to expand the campus. Absolutely. And all that absolutely. I couldn't even imagine it being campus. Once you pass the Notre Dame, the old Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, that all that back there. Yeah. You turn that into a that's Disneyland right there. That's a yeah. park. You just it, it was funny. I saw one of the Notre Dame players over the Christmas break when they were arriving back at campus. Uh he he they tweeted out, you know, how's this Perkins over here? And I'm laughing like, fam, Perkins is nationwide. You never had Perkins pancakes? Yeah, Perkins or the Perkins chicken sandwich. Get the grilled chicken with bacon. Those man, them, Perkins. I've never had the. I've never had the Perkins chicken sandwich. I'm usually a breakfast guy when I go to Perkins. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But it's one day, I went on that that 11:30, 12 time. Mm-hmm. I might as well get a lunch because I ain't never, you know, I ain't even tried. Sandwiches are super bomb. The grilled chicken sandwich with the bacon lettuce to me, man. It it, cha- it made it made me go from you know how Bob Evans is strictly a breakfast restaurant. Yeah, that's how I thought about Perkins until I had their lunch. I'm like, oh wow, man, this is like a restaurant. restaurant. Uh, that Jason Smith he agrees with you. He said, yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> that chicken sandwich at Perkins is fine. Yes. Hey, I get I got I resident I got Doma Wap. I'm sure Doma Wap right now is like now I'm getting up going to the aren't Malik's talking food. Straight up, I'm telling you. Let me you. go to the refrigerator. Look, you, oh, Doma Wap put this in the chat. He said the campus master plan is to start putting all parking underground. That's interesting. Where would I wonder where though? I mean, Notre Dame has tunnels for sure. Right, tunnels on campus. I know, you know, I know a couple of them. Illinois had tunnels, dude. Hey, the six pack, bro. The six pack was six different dorms, all connected by underground tunnels. Oh, Left. Left. That's what, that's Left. What, I don't know about the underground thing. <laughs> Left. Bruh. I already know that's Bruh. Shit. I already know. I the already six, know. dude. Six, six college dorms. Six college dorms, all connected via underground tunnels. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. No, I was like, no. They were like, do you want to stay in a six-pack? No, I have a girlfriend. I do not. I don't even want the heat. It's it's too I don't much. Even want the heat. Too much for an 18 to 21-year-old to be having tunnels. But you know, plus I'm smuggling cats in at all. No, like seriously, like you can really do some crazy stuff. And it's so funny because uh when you think about that, I, don't, I wouldn't think of Notre Dame even being that type of campus, you know, where you putting a they start putting stuff on the grass and get real crazy at Notre Dame. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So, because that is Doma Wap 
that large area of parking over there is, I mean, you can keep some of it for the football games. But if you can kind of like change that over a little bit, build in that area a little bit, and move parking underground in some way, form, or fashion, that could be advantageous. But I just know moving forward, I think Bill said it in the chat. I'm trying to find here it is. Bill Jefferson's watching. Bill, we thank you for tapping in. He said new faci football facility coming soon. Be on the lookout for the info. Where? <laughs> Where? Notre Dame. I'm sure they have a master plan. I'm sure they have engineers that are figuring it out. You know, we never have the question is, do they have the money? We got the money. Never. We never. got money. The money got. The money has been gotten. The question is where and when. That's the best question to ask. Where and when.